Well, This Beyond the Test is not a show about being a better teacher. We can't help you there. We can, however, give teachers a voice to tell their stories and to speak their minds. So sit down, get comfy, and let us distract you from that stack of papers or your flooded inbox with stories from teachers just like you. Don't worry, there won't be a quiz at the end. Welcome to Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod? Two teachers explore the realities of education. Today, we'll be hearing your stories that you are just dying to tell. I'm your host, Yo Miss. And I'm your co-host, Mr. E. Yo Miss, how you doing? How's your summer been? Summer has been good. We had a little hiatus here from recording, but it's been good. I actually was out in Colorado for about a week last week. So shout out to our listeners in the Centennial State. And uh, also shout out to my son who celebrated a birthday yesterday. So a happy birthday. He's one of our loyal listeners. So (laughs) shout out to him. But it's been good. The one thing that was kind of weird was I actually flew on a plane, which is something I haven't done in in quite some time. And it was everything terrible that you remembered it being. There was It didn't suddenly become this like, wow, flying is great. I mean, flying is great because it gets you somewhere, but it still sucks. Other than that, it was great to see my kid. That's why I went out there and went up Pikes Peak and and got to see the view that inspired the song America the Beautiful. Oh, Uh, Yes. So that was very nice. And we also did goat yoga. So we did yoga with goats climbing all over us, which um, was entertaining to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually (laughs) done it twice this summer. No. Okay. I've done done it twice. It's, It's kind of fun. But the only thing is when I did it, back home, it was baby goats. So it was cute little goats hopping around on top of you. These were full-size goats. And and like afterwards, you know, I had like a little pang here and there. My son's like, my back hurts. And, you know, because they're big, they're big fuckers, you know? So it was kind of strange, but it's fun. I'm not a yoga person. So it's probably the only reason I would ever do yoga would be to do it with, with goats. So I wonder, I wonder if it's a similar experience with your kids crawling all over you. Because like, my daughter is five, but I swear her bones are made of lead because she is like <laughs> the heaviest kid. Like, like she's like has the density of a dying sun. Uh, so I wonder if that's the same experience. Um, I don't know because these <laughs> these goats they they basically are so food driven. So there's a guy who Mm. runs around behind them and sort of throws food pellets on top of you so that they jump on you to get the food (laughs) pellet. And then uh, he throws a food pellet to the next person. So they jump off of you and onto the next person. So it's, um, (laughs) you know, uh, unless your daughter is jumping on top of you and then somebody throws like a pizza in the air and she like leaps up to catch it. It's probably (laughs) a little bit different, but it was fun. We could probably arrange that, but yeah, you know, if you do that, can we please have video of that? Oh, and we man. will uh, have it in the show notes because that was okay. Just, I want to, I want to see her catch a, a slice of pizza in her teeth. That's, oh man, kid tricks. That's that's why you have them, right? You know, that's what I think. Anyway, how's how's your summer going? Good, very good. We've actually got a short camping trip coming up. My uh, yeah, uh, just a couple days. We're gonna do some fishing or. Well, I should say my wife and 
Our family's going to do some fishing. I'm probably not. I might do a little <laughs> bit of fishing. I'm not much of a fisherman. I'm good mm. at catching turtles and watches. Uh, um, watches. Okay. Yeah. Old, old crappy watches. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But we're we're going to go canoeing. We're going to do, do a little bit of hiking. It should be fun. That is fun. And then uh, my older brother and his family are coming out to visit the week before I go back for, for in-service. So yeah, it's going to have a little bit of little little bit more fun before we go back. Speaking of going back, actually we do have a current event that it has to do with going back, but before we get to that current event, I just want to brag on uh, for us a little bit and a shout out to us about our last episode on uh, critical race theory and what it is and how it affects schools because what I've noticed is all of a sudden after we did our episode and I don't think it's because they stole the idea from us, but you know, now you get, you see all this, you know, U S news and, and different talk shows, critical race theory. What is it? What does it mean? And I'm like, you know, you guys are so slow. Like we were so on top of that. So kudos to us. We That's are right. awesome. Get on our level people. Yes, exactly. Like CNN step it up, please, because we were way ahead of you guys, you know, and if you have not listened to our episode on critical race theory, which was the episode prior to this, we strongly suggest you do. It's really important information. And if you have listened to it, tell your friends, tell other people, we actually got a lot of good comments back on it and, uh, and a lot of listeners. So, um, you know, it's, it's an important issue. It's still out there. So getting to our current event here, and it's really, I just plucked one article out of the many about this topic, and it is about wearing masks in school. And the headline, this is an article from NPR, everyone should wear a mask in schools, vaccinated or not, U.S. pediatricians say. So the um, Association for Pediatric Medicine came out and said that because Younger children cannot be vaccinated, anybody under the age of 12, and also because of the Delta variant and its ability to really be contagious, uh, they are recommending that all school personnel and students wear masks. Uh, For every person, there's a different opinion on this. Now, what's interesting, and you, you and I had talked about this, is that there are some states that have made it illegal, I guess, to mandate masks in schools. Yeah. So unfortunately, I I am in one of those states where the state government has decided that schools and, and, and other state organizations or state agencies cannot mandate or require people to wear masks. They can recommend, uh, but they they cannot require. Mrs. E and I have a lot of fun conversations coming up about whether or not we're going to require our kids to wear masks. I I think it's worth it to try to get them to wear them. You know, they're nine years old and five years old. So how much can we really force that? It's a tough one. I mean, you know, it's funny because where I live on the East Coast, you know, it's been very pro-mask and very pro-vaccine and all of that. But still... I was looking at a a, uh, Facebook group of teachers in my state, and I was really surprised to see how it was split down the middle in terms of people saying masks should be required because, you know, for the safety of all versus people saying either my school is not air conditioned, 
So you've got to be kidding. Like we did this in June and it was the Mm. biggest nightmare ever. Other teachers saying, I can't teach this way anymore. I can't teach without seeing faces anymore. So it it was surprising to me because I thought everybody would be jumping on that saying, yep, we have to wear masks. We have to wear masks. But, and if that's not happening here, then I can't imagine it's pretty common out in the rest of the world for people to say that they can. Although some places have come out and mandated it. I think Atlanta has, Chicago has. New York hasn't yet. LA, LA County is everybody, not just schools. You know, and, and it's really tough because in, in my state, and I, I don't want to give away too much information here, our numbers are not great. What's what's really interesting is what's going on in the NFL right now. Yeah. About, about uh, you know, what, what they're doing with their teams, like having to forfeit games if, if they can't reschedule because of an outbreak. Yeah, if I, so. I break with somebody who's unvaccinated, I actually applaud that. I oh, think, yeah, me too. You know what? I, I've always said, like, there are times that I sit there and I say, oh, the NFL, NFL drives me crazy. It's just yeah. a business. You know, I mean, look, I, I'm a longtime Patriots fan. So, you know, I have no love for the NFL after Deflate Gate and all of that. But <laughs> you mean but, after they enforce the rules correctly? No, after they took, <laughs> no, after they kind of just said it was, you know, that Tom Brady did something he really didn't do. But anyway, um, but getting back to this, this is the first time I have to say that I 100 percent applaud what the NFL is doing. I think it's it's great. I really do. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I I keep hearing that getting a vaccine is a personal decision. And I, I just, yeah, I guess it is. But it's also a public health decision. Yeah. You know, like, just let's take care of each other. Well, here's the thing. I you mean, know? other than, you know, if somebody's a real anti-vaxxer, like they have not gotten their children vaccinated, they're not vaccinated for anything. Yeah. As much as I don't agree, I I get it. Okay, I guess there's some consistency there. Right. But it's that it's this vaccine that people are are protesting against. And, you know, it's it's a personal decision, but it's always been a requirement for going to public school. I mean, I I my whole life I've had to be vaccinated because of going to public schools. So why is this different? You know, you don't want to vaccinate your your child. Okay, don't. But you don't want to be vaccinated, don't, but you don't get to participate in some of the things that are afforded to you by being a responsible member of the public. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's true. There's there's a cost. Well, if you're if you're one of our listeners, please get vaccinated. We we don't want to lose listeners to something that we can avoid losing you to. Okay. All right. Let's get down to business. So we asked for stories. Stories that you like to tell, whether it's stories you have told in the past or stories that, you know, you just have always been itching to tell. We got a lot of responses from Redditors. Uh, We're going to read them. We have our fabulous reader, Scotty, to help us out today. And uh, he's, he's ready. He's been practicing. Not really. So we're going to read these stories and we each have one of our own. So without further ado, let's get going. Okay, so here is a story. The person started out saying, I teach middle school. One morning, it's about 48 degrees outside, and this seventh grade boy shows up in shorts and a t-shirt. He's shivering like a leaf in the wind, and his teeth are chattering, clearly written by an English teacher, very descriptive. This teacher says, dude, 
You're cold because you're not dressed properly. You need pants, long sleeves, and a jacket. And the kid says, that's exactly what my mom said to me this morning. And the teacher says, well, why don't you listen to her? And the kid says, because I can't let her win. Classic, <laughs> classic middle schooler. I love that story. Yeah, you know, I, I can respect that um, <laughs> as someone who is both vengeful and petty yeah i i can i can i can relate <laughs> i i can i can see that and uh as a mom type uh i no sorry no all right mr e <laughs> go for it next one all right when i was student teaching music i went back to the percussion section to see what kind of nonsense they were up to about four or five of them has, had all switched shoes and are now wearing mismatched pairs. I give them my best exasperated sigh and ask what the game is. One of them replies with something along the lines of, I don't know, you tell us, you started it. I look down. Yep, I had put my shoes on in the dark that morning and had one brown shoe and one black shoe on. There you uh, go. Can't say I've ever done that, but that's only because I have like two pairs of shoes. Yeah, so. I haven't done that. I actually worked for somebody in my previous life as a Wall Streeter who did do that. And she said that she noticed it as she got out on the street. And because she was in such a hurry to get to work, instead of going back up to her apartment and changing her shoes, she just continued on into the subway and to work. And at that point in my mind, I thought to myself, I got to get another job. This woman's fucked up. You know, I, I thought you were going to say she stopped and bought a new pair of shoes. That's no, <laughs> oh no, no, this was not that person. I would have done that in a heartbeat. And, and actually I would have bought a couple of pairs of shoes because in a shoe store, I'm, I'm an impulsive little bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right, Scotty, you are up. Go for it. Okay. When I was teaching third grade, I had a student come up to me all worked up during independent work time. Him, teacher, Tommy said the N word. Me, what? Then I look at the kid being accused and think, wait a minute, this is a good, sweet kid who's never been accused of saying a single bad word. Me, I'm giving you permission right now to say the word that, that Tommy said. Him, are you sure? Me, yes, just this once, you can whisper to me. Him, he looks around to make sure no one is can hear him. Okay, he said, nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to crack up while you were reading that. It was everything I could do not to burst out laughing. On a side note, I asked the kid why he said the word nipples. Apparently, he was talking about a TV show he watched, and one of the characters had three nipples. <laughs> So me and uh, Yo Miss were talking about this earlier, and we think it was the Friends show yeah. with Chandler, who had three nipples. Yes. Mm. And actually, the contributor to this agreed with that, that they think it was it was from Friends. So I, yes, the N-word is now nipples. I immediately thought he uh, had watched Total Recall. Oh, maybe. You guys remember that? Total yeah, yeah. Recall? Yeah. That's yeah. another one. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> let's, let's go on. Many years ago, I took a class on a field trip out of state overnight. On the way back, after driving for hours, we decided to stop for food at Denny's. My now ex-wife and I only had $20 left between us, but hey, it was Denny's, so we stopped. After we ate, we, I gave the server my $20, and she took an inordinate amount of time bringing change. 
When she finally returned, she said, sir, I need to speak to you. I stood up and stepped aside and she told me quietly, that $20 you gave me is counterfeit. The serial number matches one on the bulletin board in our break room. Thousand thoughts raced through my head. I didn't have any other money, so how would I pay? Which parent's chaperone could I beg for money? For that matter, I had gotten the change at a science museum. Maybe lots of us had been passed funny money. It never occurred to me I might be arrested until a parent mentioned it. I was working myself up to a full-blown panic attack when the server returned. I demanded to see the manager and the bulletin board. She again motioned me to one side and said quietly, there's one more thing you should know. Those kids at the table over there, the ones waving furiously at me and grinning, told me to tell you your money was counterfeit. The entire restaurant erupted in laughter and cheers. My wife, now ex, got up and walked out without a word. The kids took up a collection and tipped the server $45. <laughs> this was in the 80s. So I went back and forth with this person and I said, I, I don't know whether I would have laughed or, or cried because I would have been so like overwrought by this. Oh, yeah. And, and he said he laughed the whole rest of the way back and his now ex-wife wouldn't even speak. So what was, I don't what think was her she, problem. Uh, hey, well, hey. I don't know. I, I don't think this was why she's yeah, now the not. ex, but uh, clearly she didn't have quite the sense of humor that those kids clearly. did. So yeah. pretty clever, though. I was impressed by that. That's, yeah. that's clever. Very smart. All right. Moving on. Many years ago, pre-pandemic, uh, I had a cold and was in my classroom with a first grade class for their art time. After I gave instructions, I went to sit down at my desk and a student asked, why are you here? I said, because I'm the art teacher. The student said, no, you're sick. I said, I'm not sick enough to stay home. Then another student asked, how did you get sick? I said, oh, I don't know, probably one of you germy little kids. And a third student with a confused look said, I'm not from Germany. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Cute. Now, Love it. What, they, what they don't have is the, the post story that the kid who she said, you germy little kids, went home, told their parents, and then the parent called the principal and complained, saying, you <laughs> called my kid Jeremy, and that's not okay. But that wasn't part the, of the, it. The other backstory on that is the next day, three kids came in with pneumonia and said, I'm not sick enough to stay home. Right. <laughs> I took, I, my mom gave me Tylenol. I'm fine. Yeah. I've, got, I've got the plague. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scotty, mm. you are next. So... My first day as a full-time teacher for my current class, I came in and a lot of them already knew me as I had been subbing for them frequently when their teacher had to go on early maternity leave. This is grade four to six. One of the boys, we'll call him Fred, says, what's your name again? And I remind him. He says, I really don't look like a Ms. Smith. And I say, okay. And he goes, you look more like a Caitlin. And I was like, okay, well, that's not my name. And he goes, well, if I call you that, what's going to happen? And I said, well, I probably won't respond because that's not my name. Six months later, and everyone in the school is calling me Miss Caitlin, including my own students. And apparently I need a name change. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty creative way of uh, going about it, I guess. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. 
All righty, here we go. There was a boy in my class, Tony, who liked to stand in the doorway as the girls entered in the morning. He would step forward and they would have to slip by him to get in. So in other words, he was, you know, a predator in training. (laughs) I was on my way to shoo him away when I was distracted by a student who was locked out of his locker. Crisis averted, I headed to the doorway to watch one of my rougher girls execute a perfect knee to the groin on Tony. He doubled over, hands over his privates, and looked up at me. He squeaked out, Mrs. S. No, I'll just use a regular voice. Mrs. S., aren't you going to say anything? (laughs) The next words out of my mouth as I looked him in the eyes were, nice shot. He never stood in the doorway again. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's something I I have reflexively gotten into the habit of when, when a student says, Mr. E, so-and-so is bullying me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you. I thought you were going to say you'd like to stand in the door and let the girl. So did no. I. I was like, ew. Oh no, 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 no. We have to have a talk. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Hello, Mrs. E. Uh, we yeah, need no. to have a discussion. I'm surprised you'd call Mrs. E first and not the police. Nah. Mr. E, Mr. E has some bad habits. I still need a co-host. I'm not calling the cops on you. Don't you still need a co-host. It's all about, it's all about me, man. <laughs> you, you, you may have a higher voice next time, but that's yeah. no. See, where I, I think I might have mentioned this in the past, but where I am, if, and if a child or parent uses the word bully, that specific word, we have to do a whole write-up investigation. It's a whole to-do. And I think they've, they've come back a little bit from that, but it, it literally used to be so-and-so bullied me. And it was like, stop everything. I got to write something up and uh, interviews. And it's nuts. You know, so. I, I almost wish we would do that in this in my school just so kids stop throwing that word around like it's candy. You know, like, because I hear it like every, oh, so-and-so is bullying me, joke, you know, jokey joke. Like, no, it's not funny. Some people are getting bullied. You're not, so shut up. Yeah, the thing is, though, that I don't think it really slows down the use of the word. Like, the guidance counselors tell the kids in the beginning of the year, like, please don't use that word unless you mean it. So, you know, just what you're saying, that, you know, don't abuse the word. But it's become this code word so that now... If I don't like Joe Blow and I want to get Joe Blow in trouble, I'm going to say he's bullying me because now I know there's going to be a write up. My parents, his parents are going to be called blah, blah, blah. So it's a double edged sword. You know, it really is. You miss is, is there less bullying? I don't think so. I honestly don't think there was less bullying. I think it was more paid attention to when it happened, but the kids who do it, they do it. All right, Mr. E, go for it. Uh, My first week ever as a teacher, it was kindergarten in the deep mountains of North Carolina. I'm a New Yorker born and raised, so there was a fair bit of culture shock going on. So the end of the first week of my career comes, and I I asked a few of the kids to bring in something for show and tell. A little boy named Briar steps up three feet tall, cute as a button, and quiet as a church mouse. And out of his bag, he pulls a fucking animal skull the size of my (laughs) foot. The skull has a hole about the size of a 50-cent piece right above the brow. 
He tells everyone that his ta- that his dad took him hunting over the summer, and this skull was his first kill. Kindergarten. Maybe to some of you, that's not a shocking story, but to a Yankee raised on the pavement like myself, that was a trip. And I can tell you, as someone who teaches in the South in a relatively rural area, seeing a kid's picture of their first kill is not that uncommon, but it's still not like an everyday occurrence for me. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that's that's a dead deer. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and, and and as somebody who's just like this Redditor, a New Yorker born and raised uh, <laughs> on pavement, if a kid came in with a skull and said, this is for my first kill, I just would be, uh, okay, sit down. Like, I don't even now have that's, words. That has never happened. No one's brought in a skull. Uh, that's next. That would be, that would be rough. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd, but then again, I don't really do show and tell either. So that's, uh, and you know what? I don't know if this, person did it after that and also <laughs> like okay show and tell is off limits for the rest of the year Bye. <laughs> all right scotty go for it please okay this was a brief conversation i had with my third grader my first year of teaching student is trying to clear his throat me are you feeling all right james james kind of sometimes it's hard to clear the dingleberries out of my throat <laughs> <laughs> That brings up certain images. Anyhow, um, I burst out (laughs) laughing without time to think about catching my mistake. He laughs nervously along with me while giving me a strange look. I didn't have the heart to tell him why I was laughing. Well, no kidding. All I said was, do you mean a lump in your throat while still holding back more laughter? I will never forget this. Oh, man. (laughs) Shout out to to James. I hope by now you've learned what (laughs) a dingleberry really is and what it isn't wow oh poor kid i know (laughs) teacher well you know and that's one of those things like all of us are our parents and so we know that sometimes our kids say things that we go oh that's kind of cute and we don't correct them yeah and this like strikes me as something where his parents are probably like oh that's that's hilarious let's just (laughs) let it go you know yeah, because to correct it, you're kind of robbing the world of entertainment, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Well, so. you also have to explain what a dingleberry is. Well, I had a uh, a former boss. I thought he was going to say I had a dingleberry. <laughs> no, 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 no. A, a former boss of mine used to. Oh my god, and it's so hilarious. She used to uh, like confuse certain sayings, right? Mm-hmm. And so she had a habit of saying. This makes me so mad I could bust a nut. (laughs) 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 And I told every like, you cannot correct her. She has (laughs) to keep saying this. Right. We would be stripping joy from the world to correct. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That's an adult. Like, at least this is like a little kid, you know, a third grade. All right. So here's one quickie. And then I'm going to tell my own story. So uh, somebody said. Well, after your quickie, can I do my Twitter quickie? Yes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So my quickie is, you know how most first year teachers get the flu? Yes, we all know how you get sick the first year. Not dramatic enough for me. I caught scabies my first year. Oh, Ew. No. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Yeah, gross. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do your do your Twitter story. 
Okay, this one, yeah, came to us from Twitter. After viewing a stunning BBC video on the universe for visual context, I ask, why is Pluto considered a satellite? Johnny says, because if your Wi-Fi gets cut off, you can get it for free from Pluto because it's a satellite. <laughs> why is that? Why is everyone laughing at me? <laughs> chair, chair flies across room. <laughs> That's a good one. That's great. Okay. Well, here's my little my little tale. So having worked in an elementary school, we had lots of, you know, spirit days, you know, red, white, and blue day and twin day and whatever. And uh, we used to have Wacky Wednesday. And so Wacky Wednesday, the goal was the kids would come in looking all crazy. So Wacky Wednesday, kids come in with their hair all messed up and whatever. And I was teaching fifth grade and this young man comes into my classroom top to bottom in drag on Wacky Wednesday. Nice. He's wearing a wig. He's wearing jewelry. He's wearing high heeled shoes, a skirt. I mean, he was, he looked fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. His sister had done them all up. And, um, you know, obviously initially it was distracting to all, but, you know, eventually after, you know, 15 minutes, it all died down and we got on with our business. So that happened to be the day that our department of education from the state decided to make a visit to our school because we were under the uh, auspices of the state because we had test score issues. So my principal walks into the room with probably five people in suits that want to observe what's going on in, in every, you know, a bunch of classrooms. My principal specifically chooses mine because I actually know what I'm doing. We're doing a science lesson. And I said, who would like to tell our visitors what we're doing? And this student, I'll, I'll call him Joey. Joey raises his hand and I'm like, Joey, why don't you tell them? And he just goes into, he like flips his hair back and, you know, <laughs> just like a, a, fifth grade girl would do. And he's like, well, let me tell you. And the bracelets are going and the whole thing. And these people from the state are just like aghast. And my principal is looking <laughs> at me like he is going to kill me. And I'm just like, well, you know, they want to see what goes on. Like, here yeah, it is. what are you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. So Joey goes through, <laughs> I mean, fortunately he was on task and he went through what we were doing and whatever. And I was like, thank you so much, Joey, for sharing what we're doing. And these people, I've never seen people move so fucking fast in my life to get out of my room. They were just yeah. like, zip, you know, <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely great. And it just, it made not only my day, it pretty much made my year. So that was that's my story that I love. Okay. <laughs> Mr. E, tell us your story. Uh, my very first day as a teacher, mm. I had a student drop his pants in my class. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. How, how old was he? Uh, this was ninth grade. I was in the middle <laughs> of a lecture and he stands up. <laughs> this is your first day? Well, yeah, or first week. Close first enough. week. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like... It's the end of the day. It's like, I'm sorry, end of the class, fourth period. And I'm I'm talking and he stands up, drops his pants. Wow. And these are like gym shorts, you know. And thankfully, the underwear stayed on. I was oh, going to okay. say, is there anything under these gym and, shorts? And I'm holy like, shit. dude, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Luckily, he was in the back of the class. So, like, no one was like... That's just so that. random. And he's like, 
I'm putting on my gym shorts for, for gym. I have gym next period. I'm like, they have locker rooms for this. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. That's so, messed up. Yeah. I, I mean, that kid cracked me up a lot that first year. But I'm uh, sure that kid sounds like a party all by himself. Oh, man. <laughs> but you can just imagine my absolute panic. Like, uh. if. Like a principal walks in and there's a kid just principal. Why does it? I would panic if nobody like, <laughs> I, you know, so a kid drops his pants and you're like, uh, hi. Oh man. Okay. Well, I would like to thank our contributors to this segment. I, you know, we really appreciate your stories. They were very good and we enjoyed them and hopefully all our other listeners did as well. So thank you. All right. It is time for pop quiz and today i think we're also going to have to include scotty into our questions if possible i mean they're teachery questions so we might have to adjust a little bit we may have to modify for scotty okay so we'll modify for you don't worry that's your iep you're not a teacher i'll, I'll answer what i questions can. okay <laughs> all right so i will start so my question is, what is your greatest strength as a teacher? So Scotty, you can do what is your greatest strength as a producer of our show or as a per human being, whatever you want to do. So Mr. E, what is your greatest strength as a teacher? Do you think? I would say it has to be forming relationships. You know, um, mm -hmm. I, I think just talking to students, getting them to come into class and, and establish a relaxed vibe where everybody feels comfortable making kids laugh. You know, I, I think that's a that's a great strength of mine. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say that's it. That's that's probably the, the thing that makes me effective. I would have to say for me was I'm funny. I, I'm fucking funny. And, <laughs> and they, th the kids thought I was funny. They knew I thought I was funny. And it went, you know, it went a long way toward making, as you said, making them comfortable and making them happy to be there. And, uh, you know, I've had kids tell me years later that you were really funny. And I'm like, of course I was, <laughs> you know, what are you talking about? So I think that was my, my biggest strength was my sense of humor. Nice. All right, Scotty, how are you going to handle this one? Well, so uh, in addition to my role here as a, as a producer and engineer, I'm in sales. That's what I do to make uh, a living. And I think my strength really is in presenting. I think I present very clearly. Uh, you know, I get my point across. I get to the point and uh, I can be relatively entertaining in front of a crowd. So, so, so you would be a good teacher if you can present. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I accept I don't like kids. So oh, beyond okay. that. Well, that's, that, that be would fine. be a problem. <laughs> that would be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. E, what is your question? What do, well, I, it says, what do you do during your planning period? But what did you do during your planning <laughs> period? Okay. Well, the first thing I used to do during my planning period was basically make a beeline for the bathroom because, mm. you know, yeah. you got to. And then when I was a smoker, I used to absolutely go outside and have a cigarette during my planning period, sometimes two, depending on what kind of day I was having. However, once I stopped smoking, I was actually far more productive during my planning periods. And I actually used to, um, it depended on what was going on. If I was really focused, I would grade papers, or I would, you know, answer emails or do all that. But there were planning periods where I absolutely just walked around 
popped into other people's classrooms to say hi, saw other people who were on their prep and chatted with them, spent a lot of time during planning periods fighting with the copy machine. Mm. A lot of time, way too much time fighting with the copy machine. So that was pretty much how it went down. How about you? You know, I used to try to be productive during my planning period and I never really got much done for whatever reason. But most of the time, if I'm being honest, I would get in my car, Mm -hmm. I would drive to the gas station down the road and basically just hang out, listen to podcasts and smoke. Wow. For my entire planning period. Wow. Um, (laughs) And that was me like decompressing so I could get through the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This year is going to be interesting though, because I will not be smoking. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to try to find a way to be productive or at least less destructive to, yeah. to my body. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Can always can always eat candy and chocolate. That was Ugh. on a bad plant on a bad day, uh, my prep did consist of, you know, eating whatever I could get my hands on. So that was, <laughs> sure. I'm sure I'll have days like that too. Oh yeah. Scotty, <laughs> what do you do when you're in between sales appointments? What do you do with your your time? Well Depends on what's going on. But, you know, if, if I have to prepare something, then that's what I do. If I'm pretty much all set up, then I'll do crossword puzzles. I'll get some to eat. All right. So my last question here, which, Scotty, I don't think this is going to work for you. Sorry. Um, is what is your least favorite thing about the school building itself? Oh, God. I can answer that. What, yeah, for go, me? Go for it. No, for me. The, ch- the children. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, I'll answer for myself here, and then you can think this through. The least favorite thing, which I actually mentioned on my interview on CNN back in uh, a few months ago, is that the windows do not open in my former school or the school before that. And I understand why. It's because the schools are air conditioned. And they don't want people having open windows and air conditioning going because that's a waste of resources. So I get that. However, when I tell you that there is just no way to let out the stale air, the germy air, which was a concern even before COVID. I mean, you know, it just hangs there and you know that it's just there and you can see mold on the ceiling and, uh, you know, in the corners. And there are days where all you really want to do is just open up a window and just bring in some fresh air. Doesn't happen. That's the thing I hated the most about that building. You know, the building I teach in is really old. Mm -hmm. It was built in 1969. And it's basically falling apart. That sounds like me. <laughs> Except I, was born, I was born in 1959, but basically oh, no. old and falling apart. <laughs> the thing I hate the most is actually in my room. In, in, in Our school used to be a junior high, and they converted it to a middle school, mm-hmm. which is fine. But the, the wing of our building that I teach in used to be the science wing. And they have these science tables with sinks and Mm -hmm. faucets and you know the black black top you know yeah 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 and that is rooted to the floor of my classroom oh they filled in the sink they took out the faucet they plugged up the the water line so it's not usable and all Mm. i have is this big black desk (laughs) rooted in my classroom 
And the worst part was I couldn't even incorporate it into my desk because they put the wall sockets that I need to hook up all my shit to mm -hmm. on the complete opposite side of the room. Great. Anyway, it's just a massive pain in the ass and it took up so much space and I hated it. Mm. This year, I'm finally doing something about it. I'm, I'm going to run a line up through the roof so I can put my desk over by that big black desk so I can actually maximize the space in my classroom. But I couldn't That's get annoying. anyone. I couldn't get anyone to do that for me. So got to do it myself. Of course you do. Of course. That's that's how this goes. <laughs> All right. Well, that does sound like something to hate. Absolutely. All right. Mr. E, last question. What school tradition do you dislike the most? Okay. I, I know I, prior to this, mentioned Santa Claus coming in because it made me feel very left out and uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can come up with it. I know. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, there are spirit days occasionally in the uh, schools and in the elementary school, one of the spirit days was called Twin Day. And what Twin Day was, was a day where you're supposed to find one of your friends and dress the same. And this is fine if you are your average kid who has friends and can say, oh, could we wear the same thing? And you could also afford to go out to the store and get the same t-shirt at Target or whatever. However, there are kids who cannot find somebody to twin with. There are kids who cannot find the same outfit. I fucking hate twin day. I think it is just, a, <laughs> it is a way to make kids feel left out. The popular yeah. kids all had their twins and the unpopular kids did not. And part of what I would do as a teacher is try to find a twin for another kid because I didn't want them to be that kid that was left out. And I tried so many times to say, please don't do twin day and explaining to the PTA or whoever ran the, the spirit days that, you know, this is just awful. And sometimes I was successful and sometimes I wasn't, but I fucking hate twin day. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Yeah, e, that, what do you that hate? Does, that does sound shitty. It is honestly. shitty. It, yeah. You know, you're teaching all this. Let's be kind and let's be wonderful, but let's make sure that some kids are going to feel like shit at the end of the day. Like that's just rude. So Mr. E, what tradition do you hate? Uh, you know, this one's not really a school tradition necessarily. It's more of a district thing, but as part of our week long in service, there's always a district kickoff day mm -hmm. where all the schools gather in a big auditorium, every teacher in the district, every principal, every every person. The superintendent, you know, has some jokes and he he talks about the upcoming year and all that. And that's that's great. But then they have the guest speaker. <laughs> the guest speaker is always a gigantic waste of time. Mm -hmm. It's four hours of jokes and just typical like inspirational teacher nonsense that doesn't mean <laughs> fucking shit it's all just platitudes that like and i'm just sitting there either on my phone browsing through reddit because mm -hmm. i i this doesn't apply to me i don't care what this comedian has to say about teaching or i'm thinking about what i could be doing with that yeah. time yeah you know? 
That's the the killer about all that preschool stuff is all you're doing is thinking about what what you could be doing. I I once sat through an in-service prior to school starting that literally the woman started speaking and all of a sudden it was over. And I I had not heard a thing she said. Like I was making (laughs) lists and doing things and I'm like, oh, we're getting up and leaving. We're done. Like I just had no idea. And then I I think about the the amount of money that they paid that guest speaker to come Mm. and speak. And it's just like- Come on, man. Like you could have supplied every English teacher in the district with paper and pencil for the next 10 years yeah, with yeah. that money. Like, yeah. seriously? That's true. Actually, yeah. you made me think of something funny. At one point, we had a uh, a new superintendent who had been in the district for a long time, and, and we all really liked him. He was a really good guy. And uh, when he, his first year, he did some sort of presentation at the opening meeting and it was, it was short and they gave us a gift. They gave us a book about some sort of philosophy or whatever. And it was, it was cool. It was nice. You know, the second year he also did, you know, a presentation, but this year they gave us little stress balls, but they were shaped like stars, you know? So definitely not as good as a book, but still like it was something cute or whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. (laughs) the third year and it was like right before he was leaving as it turned out i don't remember what his presentation was but they basically gave us rocks <laughs> at the end of it they gave us like shells and rocks and we were like what the fuck like we wow. went from getting a book to like a stress ball now they're just like going out in the in the fields and like gathering rocks for us <laughs> <laughs> did it come oh, did it come with some like cutesy like sentence like uh you're my rock or yeah no it didn't you know, it some didn't shit say like, any, like I'm sure it went with whatever he was talking about but you're yeah. like I, I you're building the foundation <laughs> I, yes I'm sure there was something but we're like this is a fucking rock like what are you like what what is happening to this was district? it a nice rock or was it no like just- no it was like you know a, a shitty rock it, it was it was one of those chipped off pieces of concrete. Yeah, you know, it had a little mud on it, a little grass stains. Great. <laughs> it was just like, I, uh, okay, like, do I have to worry about my job? Because we've gone from giving books to giving, like, a rock. Like, Man. what the fuck? Oh, my God. All righty. Well, please send us questions for Pop Quiz. We are not kidding. We're running out of questions. We're going to have to do repeats. And who wants that? So please, just any questions that... Pop, get it, pop into your head. Please send them to us. Okay, well, this has been a lot of fun. I would like to give a quick shout out to Josie Hartson from Short Quest Long Rest for doing our intro. And thank you again to Mrs. E for our artwork and a big thank you to Scotty for making the audio magic happen again and again. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us whenever you listen to your podcast. And please uh, spread the word about our show. Yo, Miss, where can they find our show? They can find our show on Facebook at Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, on Instagram at WTBOTTCast or Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, at our website, Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod.podbean.com, or you can email us at WTBOTTCast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at WTBOTTCast or just by searching Will This Be On The Test. You can also find us on Reddit at r backslash WTBOTT underscore teacher underscore pod. And I just created a YouTube page for the show. Uh, there's nothing on there Not yet. Not a page, it's a channel. <clears throat> a channel. channel, yes, channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing on there yet, but we will be posting full episodes on YouTube. So you can find us there. And I don't know, we, we might also use it for announcements. We might, you know, we might do some special stuff there. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. And remember to breathe that summer break air before it's too late. <laughs> it's getting there. Yeah. See ya. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.